0: They've waited for 12 years. In this divided country, for the people who wanted to oust their most enduring leader, now it's their moment. It took a chaotic vote in Israel's parliament to get there. With the count about to start, Mr. Netanyahu makes one last stand. Iran is celebrating because they understand there will be a weak and slack government, he says. The opposition in Israel will have a clear and strong voice. We'll be back soon. The new coalition scrapes in by just a single vote. It was all over for Israel's combative, often controversial leader, one who leaves an indelible legacy. Benjamin Netanyahu rose rallying Israelis against the Oslo peace deals with the Palestinians.
1: There's a battle for Jerusalem.
0: He was a figurehead for the right. Supporters saw him as Mr Security, but opponents despised his tough brand of nationalism. He won successive elections, but he split voters, and a trial for corruption, claims he denies, left him increasingly isolated. Israel's new PM is Mr. Netanyahu's former aide, Naftali Bennett, a nationalist who opposes a future Palestinian state. He called for unity, but laid into those he said were tearing the country apart. After two years, he'll hand over to the centrist, Yair Lapid. How long will the coalition last? Israel's new coalition spans the left to the nationalist right and, for the first time, an Arab-Israeli party. Naftali Bennett now has to lead the broadest coalition in Israeli history and that could make it one of the most unstable. He has his work cut out just to govern. They have a crisis to deal with. After Israel's recent war with Hamas in Gaza and violent division inside Israel, fears are rising of new tensions again. But this is a moment of Israeli history as the throne is pulled away from the politician some called the King of Israel. Tom Bateman, BBC News, Jerusalem.
1: All right. So just speaking then on the issue of COVID-19, one of the things we have not paid sufficient attention to is how COVID-19 is impacting the well-being of children. Not only are they being infected with the virus, but the disease is also affecting their psychological well-being. Now, experts say many children are developing anxieties and depression. It's after losing parents and relatives to this virus, Tsepo has has more on the story. After a while, they called me to say he had died. I was bad. I was not coping. I was with my daughter, and it was just the two of us in the house. We just sat there crying. It was bad because I did not see any symptoms. Maybe I could have done something.
2: 53-year-old Soweto mother relieving the moment she received news from the hospital that her husband of 22 years had passed away due to COVID complications last year the family cut short their christmas day celebrations to rush him to hospital after he experienced trouble breathing sitting next to her on a couch in their soweto home her 13 year old daughter fights back tears her head bowed staring at her hands ...while nervously wringing her fingers.
1: My daughter is not okay because she was very close close to her father. Very close. This thing has even affected her at school.
2: Psychosocial experts says children are becoming increasingly anxious... ...and depressed as they witness their parents and loved ones dying from COVID-19. The Teddy Bear Clinic says since March this year, they are seeing an increase of 10% in children who are directly affected by the virus.
1: This is also uh, compounded by their fears because they're not actually quite sure what's going to happen to them. And of course, the the fear or the uncertainty around the future is something that could impact on their well-being and of course the recovery.
2: I'm in Johannesburg.
1: And I think we can all relate with that fear, with that anxiety. And I'd love to hear from you this morning. How are you helping your children navigate the space that we are in currently? Because the reality is that we have not stopped hearing about the people who are losing their lives to COVID-19. We have not stopped experiencing deaths, and therefore the, the number of families that continue to be affected is on the increase. How are you helping those uh, that are in your space, whether it's your nephews and nieces who have lost their parents? Um, how are you guiding them through the space? And in terms of your own children, how are you helping them deal uh, with their anxieties during covid uh, Um, this period i know that oftentimes one can you hear just of the deaths and 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 more often than not sometimes i find myself sitting down and thinking sure you know what am i going to do what am i going to do if i lose my mom what am i going to do if i lose my little brothers and you can't help but shake off some of those feelings of anxiety simply because it seems that more often than not there's a sense of of death kind of being around us. And and it's so important to be having these conversations so that you're making sure that the people who are around you are, are actually okay, and and I'd love to hear just your own personal experiences on on this one. The number to use to get in touch with us this morning is zero double one seven one four two double zero six on the SMS line. It's four one three nine one on WhatsApp zero six one four one zero four one zero seven, and on Twitter it's at SFM Radio. The hashtag there, SFM Talking Point. I'm back with your thinking point in a bit.